This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. Welcome to the Piper Carter Podcast. You can let it play just a little bit. Um, we're listening to the new Georgia and Muldrow. And um, this is a project that's called Friday. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, uh, this is one song, though, called Friday, right? Yeah. So what's the name of the project? The name of the project is Planet of the Blues Part 1 It's a collaboration project Between Georgia Ann Muldrow And Keith Rice So together they make a duo called Little Black Kids And this is their music The song is called Friday yeah. So dope, it feels like Friday <laughs> Yeah, I love Georgia Ann Muldrow She's like one of my favorite artists Yeah, y'all put me on her last year And I like fell in love with her music On Bandcamp this year, man Yeah they call her the female Dilla. I see why. Yeah, this is cool. So, um, when did you hear it? For the first time, I think I heard it. It literally just dropped. I feel like the first time I heard it was maybe Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you hear it? Um, I saw it playing on someone's Instagram story. And I was like, she has a new song. So I went to go find it, and then I found a whole EP. Nice. So did you? how long did you listen to it? I listened to the whole thing. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I love most of her like work that she puts out, especially her beats. I don't know what she contributed to in this, um, in this project, but I can definitely hear her influence mm-hmm. in production totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um. I, I, I only just heard it today uh, as we were playing it. It's It's got a nice, like, variety to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a little bit different. Um, some of her other work has been, for me, um, I think, super reflective. And I feel like this one has a bit more... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, I hate to say commercial vibe, but... think so? No, it's not commercial vibe. It's hard to explain. Maybe more public appeal. Okay. I feel like this. I feel like what I heard off today had a lot more what I would consider public appeal. Like, you know, a lot of the music that, at least for me, her music is... It's like really strong, so it's like either you really love it, or you're just like, because mm. she just makes so, so much music, yeah. and yeah. so it's just like music, music, music. But I feel like this feels what I heard today feels more like a project, like a thought out project. Like okay, we put this project out. So a lot of her other music it sounds more like 
this was a cool song, that was a cool song, that was a cool song. And then we put them all together and I'm going to just put this out. This um, one feels more themed to you? Or more like produced. Okay. If that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like a lot of times it feels like she's just like made a beat, made some music and then just like immediately put it out. But this one feels like like there was actual like production involved. I don't know. It's I hot. feel like all of her music is pretty intentional. I was actually watching one of... Um, I don't mean not intentional, though. I mean, like, produced. Like, um, like it's in the studio and it's got, like, a lot of mastering to it. Oh, okay. I mean, this project. Yeah, yeah. N- more than her other ones. I feel like the other ones feel more like she just made the beat and then, like, uploaded it or something. <laughs> Whereas, like, this one feels more like it had a lot of mastering to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, um... Shout out to Always First Class Media. Um, yeah, shout out. I uh, I said the same thing that it sounded in my mind. I was saying that it sounded like a movie soundtrack. I thought it's mm. a pretty dope sound. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get what you guys are saying about it being, you know, produced. Uh, you guys are more familiar with her music than I am. <clears throat> yeah, I love her. <laughs> One of my favorite songs ever of hers is a song called Seeds. S-E-E-D-S. And, um... She's like, you better look out for the seeds, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, did you just turn me down, Brittany? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm like, no, just turn on my headphones then. Yeah, it's like um, she, uh, it's, a, it's a song called Seeds. And um, that song is so, like, beautiful, you know, where she's like, you know, we got to look out for the seeds. And it's like, you know, this song has like a sound to it. Like you can, like you can hear the seeds growing or something it's like really weird but it's like it's so beautiful to me and then she has another song roses i love that song she has a remix with most deaf you know that song that song is dope oh that's God, one of the I songs that song. I, I, I ran into those are like two of my favorites who is that there oh shouts out to uh rania soul what's up rania Oh, she said that's an interesting perspective. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Oh my God, I love um love Georgia and Muldrow. I love that she put out she puts out music like all the time. She's always working. Mm, she's always working. So like when you said, like, Oh, she put out a new project, <laughs> I was like, Oh, let me go check. Cause I usually follow on her social media, but I haven't really been on social media, honestly, the last like two weeks. I've just been like offline honestly just like at home chilling this is the first episode since the gregorian new year no we did one when the for the new year because we did with asa or did we do before the new year no that was at the end of december wasn't wait it? this is our first new year show isn't it yeah, is it wait I hold on hold so. on when was happy this new posted year, everyone. happy new year <laughs> Yeah, Wait, you're right. December twenty eighth. So we didn't do one this year, this year because yeah, I I was wow. I needed We've been a break. Into the group of things. Yeah, I needed a break coming into the new year. I need to relax <laughs> a little bit, some self care. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I haven't even been on social media. Yes. Yeah, so even think about it. So happy new year. Happy new year, y'all. We gotta get some um some some sparkling apple cider. Uh, have a party and throw some confetti up Woo! yeah but um so what's okay so since we haven't been here like what have you guys been doing since the new year yeah happy new year Mm y'all what what have y'all been doing since the new year drinking more water 
goodness, scan back clear. Okay, that's what's up. That's been my focus too. You too. Yeah, I'm always focused on that. Had to get it together. Had to readjust everything. Same. Really? I'm feeling good, though. I'm feeling real, real good. These last few weeks have been great mentally. Yeah, for me as well. And we're in retrograde. So it's like, mm. Mm. Does that bring us into the astrology report? It could. You know, I, I truncated the report just so that we could talk about the topics a little bit longer. So, um... We so yesterday was MLK Day. So happy MLK Day to everyone. Um you said uh more intentional self care for sure. Yeah. And so yesterday was um was MLK Day. So, you know, it's a for me a day of reflection. I remember growing up, um we always had to fight to get an MLK Day. Like in the 70s and the early 80s before we actually, you know, got it, you know, properly installed, if you will. But um, I feel like, yeah, it was also a day of just like reflection in general because um, we had a full moon in cancer, mm. you know, which was on the um, the 17th. So that was what was kind of going on this week. Um and so um, this full moon in Cancer right now, um, I learned that Pluto is pretty active. And um, Pluto is a planet that can bring up things that are like in the shadows. And so I guess we would call it like shadow work. So things that um, are either hidden from yourself or things that are buried or things that you deeper things that you um are hesitant to confront but that maybe you need that maybe we need to confront you know like it's a time to you know dig into that kind of stuff so um full moons are also portals like i know i say that all the time but they're portals and they're times of a portal is a time when you can it's like an opening so it's also a time that you can do a lot of releasing you know, mm-hmm. so um, I think is a time we can pay attention um, to l- if we look at it like in terms of our power, um, like pay attention to where we are feeling like powerless and then where do we need to, you know, like gain more power or like take more control and, you know, and then where do we need to like release power and release control so um i don't know if any of that resonates for y'all at all i love shadow work it's like my favorite like it's challenging right when you think you know we all think we like know ourselves so much Mm -hmm. and then it's always repetitive that something hits us in the face that we don't know about ourselves unconsciously Mm -hmm. and i think those moments are important to really reflect on and to think about instead of getting down or instead of getting defensive with yourself, mm-hmm. let's fix it. Because if it comes to the if it comes to the forefront as a thought, as something, if a thought comes to the forefront, uh, and it's you learning something about yourself unconsciously, it came to yourself for a reason. So give yourself to me th- those props like during this process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give yourself those props of being able to see it because seeing it is the first step you know if you can see something that means there's a solution for it already you should think like that so i love that i think that definitely resonates with me Mm -hmm. how about you deja 
Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I agree. Um, I definitely noticed that I was more moody. I don't have any water in my chart at all. Mm-hmm. So um, I got it all for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have any water. And I just noticed that I was um, like just agitated because things were coming up that did have other that did have deep roots that I had to address and resolve and just kind of work through in order to like navigate through the beginning of this um, new moon. So your full moon, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel that. You pipe? Yeah. Um, I will say that it's interesting. I The last <clears throat> couple weeks I've been doing a lot of just like reflection in general. And um, what's funny is I say, shoot, now I was like 25, like 25 years ago when I was 25, um, I started doing a lot of like work on myself. And I remember when I, let me think, I think it was going into 2000, um, you know, remember there was the whole Y2K, uh, like, I don't want to say scare, but it was like everyone was on, on the Y2K thing. And I just remember I was like, yeah, I, um, when 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 2000 comes in, like, I don't want to, like, drink alcohol. I don't want to smoke any weed. I don't want to, you know, I just want to be clean. And um, I literally just like, like in my 20s I suffered from like really um severe depression and I was like okay I'm not gonna do any of that and then I just I just like stopped like I didn't smoke or drink like as soon as 2000 came in and then I did have like a certain you know like clarity you know it was like a lot of clarity I had and I think it was good for me because it balanced my my body chemistry and everything. And, you know, I had already been, you know, like not eating meat, but um, that's when I really went hard in the paint with like nutrition and self-care, my sleep, you know, my yoga practice. Um, and I think all those things really helped me to like go really deep you know especially like doing meditation stuff like that and I feel like I I was able to like confront like a lot of stuff and so like recently I started this next level I guess on my spiritual journey and it's funny because I'm in like a group with other folks like doing it and there was like a question around like going to your child self and then I was just like I went to my altar to like talk to my mom and I was just like you know what's interesting is like I did like a lot of these other I have to remember a lot of these other young people they're like younger so I've already done like this part of like digging into like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. your childhood traumas and dramas and things like that yeah and working all this and working a lot of that stuff out and i'm just like and i remember reading um a a book or maybe an article or something that was like yeah like if if you're if you've been like working through some things you don't have to like continuously confront a lot of things because 
it's at a certain point it's like rehashing or you know so I think a practice that I've been doing is like when I do my shadow work it's like I don't have to keep going back to like a moment if that makes sense there's like other parts of myself that I can like work on or like dig into or like you know ask questions about or confront um but anyway that was like a long-winded way of just saying like yeah I've been just doing a lot of reflection especially over the last like couple weeks because like again I'm gonna be 50 in like a week and a half or something like that so it's like wow you know like all of these you know you you start to like look at all these different parts of yourself you know what I mean when you when you're doing shadow work and just be like yeah like am I over this thing or am I you know am I am I handling this properly so I don't know no I'm with you and speaking of that I'm trying to see the date of our next podcast. I'm trying to see here. So it says always first class says I need to have a chart done for myself. And um, what does the bottom one say? Prince was in heavy rotation in 1999. <laughs> Prince was was in heavy rotation 1999. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prince was in heavy rotation 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Birth charts are great. <clears throat> um, like I said, I'm water, water, fire. So I have to, those reflective moments, retrograde, that's like a current thing in my life just because of my birth chart and which makes moments like these a little bit more easier. But yeah. Oh, actually. So for folks who want to get a birth chart, there's, um, it's called Astro Deanst. I might be spelling it, but it's Rob Brezhny and his site is called Astro Deanst. Or you can, um, he does, he does some really good ones. Like he's like one of my favorite. I know he's Caucasian or whatever, but he does like he does like some really good ones. Oh, peace, Mom and Gia. I'd also like to peace. shout out um Ann Ortley. She's a really good one. Um, I follow her on Twitter, and she also has a podcast. But she will tweet like the times of something. Mm-hmm. Um, like when a planet moves into another planet. Um, I'm gonna go to. She made an hour. I'm sorry, a tweet an hour ago. She said, Moon and Leo says sesqui quadrant Mars and Sagittarius has a cranky quality to the shift taking place. Leo Moon feels disrespected by Mars. Mars is focusing on the big picture or his vision and not taking her feelings into account. Slow down, listen, connect to the heart's energy. And she'll give like just good advice to get through whatever's happening in the in the you know, and the stars above. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. always relevant for me. Like when I was really frustrated, what was that yesterday? Mm -hmm. Um, We had our carpet cleaned and there was a miscommunication between my mom and I about like a rug that she wanted him to clean and where I placed it. So for whatever reason, it just bothered me deeply because we always have like miscommunication problems. But as soon as I realized like, Oh, like this is like, you know, the stars at play here. What do you mean the retrograde? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. retrograde. And then I think um, something had just like conjunct something else. And 
like that was happening and she tweeted about like just slowing down and listening and not being angry and I was like wow yeah I need to do that that was crazy it was just like so coincidental and this is like so random but you had your carpet clean but they were cleaning a rug yeah so my mom had this huge art van rug that she got for me before they went out of business and I rolled it up um, and put it in my bathroom so that the guy could clean like my bedroom carpet um, oh I see what you're saying yeah so she wanted him to clean like the huge rug that was in my room too um, and I didn't understand where it was supposed to go because the whole carpet was going to be wet and I was like how is it going to dry if we put it out and then the carpet underneath the rug is going to be wet. I was just really confused about how she wanted it to go down. So that's how that happened. <laughs> mm. Well, did, did you guys worked it out or? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. As long as you worked it out in the end. Yeah, we just had to get <laughs> through that moment. But it was just funny. Like I said, Anne had just tweeted about like a miscommunication because of something going conjunct and just to slow down and like. Just chill out. Just relax a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's too on point. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice <laughs> um, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we can switch topics now. Um, so, well, we were going to talk about the artist of the week. We did a little bit. Was there any more that you wanted to add? For uh, Georgia and Muldrow? No, I mean, I think, I think Georgia is great. I think that it's pretty cool that... Um, she's our artist of the week because Piper, you've been talking about her for years. But since we're on the um, topic of music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Grammys is coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people say they don't care about Grammys. A lot of people say they still care about Grammys. Um, but I do think the Grammys are interesting because it highlights good music, and there's a lot of good uh, categories. So as we get a little bit closer, because I don't think it's into the award shows into uh, I think February, we mm-hmm. should kind of talk about some of the interesting artists that were nominated this year. Um, best hip hop album. There's going to be Nas. There's going to be uh, Y'all Boy Yay, uh, J Cole. Um, there's going to be Tyler the Creator, and just a it's a kind of kind of cool to see them actually kind of dip and dabble in between the artistry of uh of hip hop and kind of get it right. I think all the people that were nominated uh, look great. But with that being said, at the wait, top, did, uh, wait, wait, did you name any women? I did not name any women. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Little Sims might have been uh, uh, nominated because I was about to say because Little Sims. Let's see if she was. That album is hard. Her album is great. It's uh, one of the greatest. Yeah. Actually, she made a lot of people's. She made a lot of people's 2021 uh, album of the year list. Like when you go on YouTube, mm-hmm. look at all the like the, the YouTube uh, algorithms. A lot of people were like, men were like, "Listen, you can't talk hip hop if you don't give Little Sims." Like, I mean, Little Sims, like she she was her her project was great. Um, who else did something last year that I would actually love? I mean, a lot of people did things, but you got to remember on the Nas album, right? Lauren Hill made a debut, right? She rapped, for and the that's first, a, the old was, the yeah. old <laughs> project because he just dropped hit the other project, Magic, yeah. yeah, the three projects with Hit Boy in less than two years, mm-hmm. right? So, and the uh, and he said there's another one coming. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, since we're still on the topic of music. So yesterday we were kind of like uh, talking about the show, uh, doing our production meeting. And yeah. we were talking about misogyny. We always. Oh, you could take down that slide too. Oh, that's true. I can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we always talk about misogyny and we're very careful. Deja and I have similar taste. Uh, <laughs> she puts me on a lot of stuff and we we dip and dabble and we know what stuff to bring to Piper to say the least, right? So um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Corday, who is an up and coming rapper. Uh, he started off with a group called YBN. And what does y- that stand for? Oh, you, that's, that is full fledged misogynist. No, not really. Uh, it's uh, what is it? Uh, YBN, uh, not YBN. What is the name of that group? Dang, I'm getting YBN mixed up with uh, no YBN Corday. What is yeah, YBN Young? What is it? I got a week. Young Google. something niggas. But l- long story short, so he's in this group, right? And these kids all met through gaming, right, and streaming, and they decided to form this like collective they weren't even from the same states they were all from they all had like a different sound and one was like a silly like silly hip-hop uh young boss niggas is what what it stood for so they all put the ybn in front of their name so it was ybn amir uh ybn j almighty or my almighty j he dated black china that's what actually like got him popular and then corday ybn corday which was like the level-headed one of the group right he could really spit bars like all the rappers like really liked him because he made a song like in response of like older people hating on the younger generation's music and kind of like bridge the gap in between the relationship between you know older older guys and younger guys that rap but Corday kind of decided that he was going to branch from the YBN because it kind of like distorted his not distorted his brand but you know the things that he raps about and you look at his the other two members it was like kind of different so he dropped the YBN he started doing a lot of work with Dr. Dre he he did it an album I think a couple years ago when you say a lot of work with Dr. Dre like what do you mean oh man like uh I think what uh Dr. Dre produced um few songs on the last album right um he's always in the studio with dr dre when i say always mm-hmm. meaning like i mean i would say once a quarter at the least like you see them like together and uh he just has a, a really good reputation so because of that we decided that we were going to do misogyny ratings as a segment so we're going to play piper a little bit of uh L.A. Leakers Freestyle, which is a platform radio shows nowadays, just in case our listeners don't know, they use, which Hot 97 has done for forever, right? They use the freestyling platform to, you know, advertise or market a, a rapper's or a singer's uh, up-and-coming album, right? And it, mm-hmm. it creates and Sway a lot of does noise. it. Yeah, yeah, Sway does it too. Mm-hmm. So L.A. Leakers has become one of the platforms where artists go on when they're about to drop or they want to get hot, Um that they go on, and so we're gonna play. He did eight a uh, eight minute freestyle over three beats. So I'm gonna try to like play you a little bit of of each. Mm-hmm. I'm Q and now, uh, not the whole it. eight minutes. No, 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 no. Like I said, I'm gonna try to play you a little bit off of like each beat. Okay. Yeah. Q and now. Let's see. Oh yeah, Saw Rock. Um, Sharecropper's daughter. Yes, that album is fire too. Hmm. All right, here we go. I made my first million by age 20 with slave money. When I signed my first deal, I was hungry and played dummy. Till I started high level and signed fly rebels who buy bezels. The truth is they want you to die ghetto, but fuck it, prevail. Never tuck in your tail. Remember last summer, them crackers had me stuck in the jail. Up in Louisville, nigga, but I'm stunting for real. I got out and took the jet for the double XL. Where stop it? The young prophet who drops knowledge. Yeah. Who copped the mid back with the hydraulics. I'm psychotic. I'm diabolic, try psychedelic. 
I never try to relish in the sweet moments like a diabetic. Hurry up, nigga, fly yeah. medic, cause I'm too sick, I'm too rich. New car, I'm new gonna get into crib. the next okay. beat in a second. Okay. Oh, there we go, I heard one. <laughs> we Uber eats, Ruth Chris. New phone, who's this? Never call again. Your favorite rap, I will slaughter him. I'm talking about all of them. Okay, right, here we go. Problems, why I drop RMP? My cars ain't leased, them Rari keys. I took back, cause that shit was slowly becoming a part of me. I keep it real, bring it back to the roots. You niggas acting a fool. All white is the range, Matt Black is the coupe. Come Fuck on. the fame, dog, we after the loot. Come and on. I was born with all that shit that y'all lack in the booth. You got no confidence, I rose to prominence. Straight dominance, I ain't with that fake kicking shit. Let's keep it ominous. That dark energy, bring back the park memories. I already defeated pain and fought misery. And bought victory, my nigga, my car's literally a spaceship that takes off to Mars quicker. I expeditiously done killed the game Put your fucking hands up if you feel the same Like Jaden Styles P, I got the key to the lock yeah. Still thinking about that cash, knee deep in the box okay. We getting real money, nigga, ain't no reason to stop Got them crackers in first class, fucking people my watch Asking questions, uh, I done clash with legends Whether past or present, I'm that nigga forever Differences, my lyrics dope, spirit is better My figures and cheddar, I get it from ambitious endeavors yeah. My venture Coretta, my niggas is waiting One, oh, Coretta? Uh, you niggas what, go back, forgot. what did he I'm say about her? Real money, nigga, ain't no reason to stop. Got them crackers in first class, fucking people my watch. Asking questions, uh, I done clash with legends. Whether past or present, I'm that nigga forever. Differences, my lyrics dope, spirit is better. My figures and cheddar, I get it from ambitious endeavors. My bitch Coretta, my niggas is wait. Oh, I get it, uh, do some more, man. yeah, we two for... All right, here we go. Heartbreaker, real nigga, they faker. Where the Belichick, I'm a playmaker. I'm a money-getting-ass lord, nigga. If you disagree, then they hate us. It's like, how do I come from the trenches to wang eventually? I promise my nigga is nothing. Having the people resent me to count on Blue Benji. Shut up, it's the end of discussion. I was just talking to Kodak. He told me I'm goaded. My nigga, I can't tell a lie. Yeah. My life's a Kodak moment. Fuck up my opponent. I promise to sell televised. Same nigga from the Fridays. Same nigga from the hood. Beat all the eyes. Remember the first time I first met Hov and Nas. Turn about peace to the gods. I'm not from this earth. I'm berserk. My mom, she ain't give birth. My bitch fall in love. Okay. Whenever yeah. All right. That was three times. All right. Thoughts? Deja, starting with you. And then you have to give it up. You had Nas energy, so I under I get it. Not saying that's acceptable or anything, because Nas is a little violent. But And misogynistic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, um, it's the culture. It's fucked up. Neo recently said that um, we love you too. Detroit is different. <laughs> Neo recent the singer Neo recently said um, that you my bitch has replaced I love you in music today. Say that again. Neo the singer said mm -hmm. uh, you my bitch has replaced um, um, I love you in today's music. So listening to that freestyle. We like, all know who Corday's quote unquote bitch is too, right? Yeah, Naomi Osaka, which congratulations to her. She just returned back to tennis and won. Yay. But um the last tournament she had recently. They're so cute together, but I, I don't know. I wonder how when girls that date guys like rappers when they hear that, like what they think. Like I wonder if she thinks it's funny when he calls her. Having dated one, it's not flattering, but I mean you get <laughs> The culture. I mean, I just wonder what her family thinks because Me he's too. on Front Street. I know. I know, right? Know? But, um, yeah. What Misogyny rating? Say? One to scuttle, one to ten. <clears throat> See, the thing is, <clears throat> it's difficult for me to give a rating like just with that because I would have to listen to more. Like, more. Of him? Of just the whole, like, his whole catalog okay, and project. Let's rate of what you heard. But just from the three... 
like piece snippets just from the three snippets that i heard i gotta give him at least like a seven because (laughs) it's like three for three that's (laughs) heavy i mean i mean just because it's like three for three right like but that's just because i like i said i haven't heard his whole catalog so it's not based on like all his music it's not even based on like his entire project you know what i mean it's just based on the fact that okay you played me three snippets and out of the three snippets each one of them had misogyny in it <laughs> like that was pretty high mm, um, I want you I want you I want you I want you have three for three you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like three you. for three like I don't know what to That's tell funny. you that is funny but I could understand how people would be confused that he's not misogynistic like well even but the, compa- but that's misogynistic speak is what I'm saying yeah Brittany compared him to J. Cole last night and I was already like oh, when she said that cause he can Man. be yeah, he can be for sure. J. Cole can be. Well, I'll say he. I has mean, Remy misogynist- Ma. Remy Ma is misogynistic. Like Meg mm-hmm. The Stallion is misogynistic. Yeah. Cardi B is misogynistic. Nicki Minaj, too, yeah. Nicki Minaj is misogynistic. Like, so it's not like you know. I don't. I hope I don't make it seem like this is going to be such a fun segment of finding someone who is super dope and that isn't, so the rating can go down. That's and it's so not the fun. fact. It's not the fact that. Like, <clears throat> I guess for me as an older person, it is the fact of like calling someone a B word. But I think in the first one, there, what I didn't like was a was like there's this the line had. I mean, not to say that he that this is his lifestyle or that he adheres to this or this is even what he believes in. It's just the line itself basically made a suggestion that like you know of like what's the word that I'm trying to use because I don't want to like offend people but that you know like like we know that he's in a committed relationship but the line made a suggestion that he isn't if that makes sense that it's like that he has like all these women a like a roster wait just waiting for him to uh <laughs> you know what i mean like it was like it's just for me that's misogyny because it's like this this idea that like i think hove is that, the only that women that are like lined up stuff Who? like that hove oh, he's the man. only one he's that, the worst anymore i'm saying he doesn't say shit like that anymore he doesn't talk about having a plethora of women anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anymore. Any. Okay, okay. I mean, to Back me, Corday, Cor- yeah. uh, two out of three was my B, right? I thought all three were kind of like centered around Naomi being his. No, B. not that first line. Star of his life. That first line was like. They're lined up and just waiting for me. <laughs> They're in the line. It's like <laughs> on the scale of one to ten, my rating for Corday, because I do know his catalog is hard through his music and that whole freestyle. I would give him a four out of ten or three mm-hmm. as far as flashy talk. But because it was a freestyle, I think it was easier. I think he freestyled that. It's hard to tell sometimes, but I would give his like bragging and bodacious more of a rating than the misogyny level you know what i mean he brought mm-hmm. he talked a lot like every three 
uh, all the all three, he kind of queued up what he really wanted to say in his vocab based off of stunting a little bit, like yeah. talking about his car. Like each one, it was like him talking about his cars. Like, yeah. which when you freestyle, it's kind of easy to kind of brag. Yeah, brag, get your confidence up and then like kind of start playing with your words and flow. So I yeah. respect it. Just curious, if you give him a three, where would you put Larry June? Oh, man, Larry is like a six. A six? Okay, a five. No, five? literally an eight or a nine. Man, he but you know, Larry. Oh, an eight or a nine? Well, I've heard. Wait, I've heard way we're, worse. We're saying ten. Okay, is the so highest level. Juicy here, right? J is like a ten. Okay. Let's be clear. Okay. Juicy J, like Wayne, is like a strong ten. Boosie. <laughs> Boosie is a 12. A 45. Boosie breaks the scale. Yeah, he breaks the scale. He breaks the scale. Okay. Sure. And then, like, a, like a Nas is like a, a three, right? Three. What? In his music? No, 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 no. In he, his life. Well, you're right. His, you're right. I, I am bringing in personal shit because I, I can't think about In his music compared police. from Juicy J to Nas, like, come on. Like, that's like a three or four, right? Mm, no, I don't know. Because the thing is, misogyny is misogyny in a way. Yeah, no, like lying is, that's like saying lying is lying. No, like, if you lie about, like, not taking the trash out, but then you lie about, like, doing something much worse, there, it's What's a much worse than not taking out the trash? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things. <laughs> Did you rob this bank? No, I didn't rob this bank. No, what about funny. Big Pun? Aw, uh, Bibby. No, mean, we, not, no, come on now. Come on. Not What's fair. that song? Play it. I don't want to be a player no more. Does <laughs> that, Big Pun's not with us. Does that song bring Big Pun's misogyny level down? I don't want to be a player no more. I don't want to be a player. No, because what's the line right <laughs> after that? I just crush a lot. Oh yeah, I crush. Play, I just crush a lot. And crush is like yeah. and girls, yeah. But um, I don't want to talk about Big Pun because he's not with us. Like. I love Pun. Shout out Pun though. Yeah, Pun was a good. One of my Pun was hot. Oh yeah, Pun was cold. So uh, that thought that was fun. Um, yeah, I think Polaris. Shout out to Polaris suggestion of us oh, yeah. doing that. Is, is cool. Pilar, we want to send you some healing energy. Hope Love you feel girl. better. Hugs, hugs, hugs. Yeah, yeah, I want you to feel a lot better, Pilar. Yeah. Um, Hopefully she'll be with us next week. We miss you, Pilar. This is yes. gonna be a really short show, and it's gonna act. It's gonna sound like it's my show because the rest of the topics are things that I was gonna talk about. Like you're that, part that's of the show, weird. darling. It's a little weird. Okay, then let's um let's move on. So we're gonna go kind of into something that happened five days ago, which is the Supreme Court ruling. Mm-hmm. And uh, let us uh, let me cue something really quick for you guys to give it some context. Yeah, so which um, Supreme Court ruling are you talking about? The vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so OSHA and the CMA, which are the, the uh, you know, OSHA is for occupational uh, public health of, you know, uh, workers, and then you got the Medicaid, the uh, agencies that are for the from the. Pardon me. <clears throat> Take down Corday's picture. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Corday, you got to go away now. Yeah, we got to put something else up cooler, like uh, this. Mm-hmm. Um, cooler. <laughs> so yeah, so basically, they decided that they, and including Joe Biden, federal government felt as if that they had. From my perspective, this is all from my perspective. The federal government felt as if they had done everything from like a like, you know, when 
they're going on a campaign run and they really want they want people invested in voting, right? They spend a lot of money into, hey, your favorite rapper is telling you to vote. Your favorite ice cream stand is giving out ice cream if you vote. So they felt as if uh, from a federal level, they had pumped a lot of energy into um, people understanding the importance of taking the vaccine, you know, and mm-hmm. they felt as if that even with all of that focus, they kind of dropped the ball when it came to the rates that people across the country were getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So they felt that one of the things um, that could uh, help that are uh, imposing mandates. And those mandates were for all healthcare workers. And those mandates were also going to affect uh, any uh, private company um, that employed more than 100 people. They felt as if the only way uh, to, again, bypass uh, getting more people vaccinated is imposing these mandates. Now, this mandate uh, also came with a disclaimer that if you did not want to get vaccinated, that you would have to be tested weekly, that your employer wasn't going to be required to pay for that testing. And uh, let's just say down south, a lot of people um, started automatically putting lawsuits together. Um, I do want to say that um, as far as like the weekly um, testing, that has been implemented in some of the workplaces up here. A hundred percent. Right. Like, again, like uh, it's let's just say. I don't think it's mandated, but I think it's implemented here. It's implemented spotty, right? This is going to be an election, uh, a a huge election um, point for Jennifer, not Jennifer Graham, I'm funny, uh, uh, Whitmer, right, who's had a lot of issues here in Michigan with um, what we'll say a stretch right wing you know, Republicans who didn't even want to follow mask mandates. Right. Mm -hmm. So here in the state of Michigan, it's quite ironic that we don't have uh, mandates for vaccinations. Right. Um, It's it's some companies to Piper's point are requiring it down south. Right. The Florida's of the world, the Texas of the world's Right. These are some of the places that we're kind of fighting it. So here we are, uh, I would say mid year or going into fourth quarter where um, I'm not going to say who my employer is, but even my employer started giving notice of saying, hey, you know, if the federal government passes this, uh, you are going to start having to collect vaccine uh, vaccine statuses of people you manage, and we're going to need your vaccine status as well. Okay, so uh, I'm going to play you guys a small little clip. A few minutes ago, the Supreme Court of the United States blocked President Biden's vaccine mandate for large private businesses. Uh, But in a separate case, the court ruled that the mandate for healthcare workers at facilities which receive federal funds will stand. Uh, Companies with 100 or more employees, large companies, the mandate required all employees in those firms to get vaccinated or to submit to weekly COVID testing in order to enter the workplace. It also required unvaccinated workers to wear masks while indoors at work. The Supreme Court overturned that. And we want to bring in ABC News senior Washington reporter Devin Dwyer, who's joining us on the phone. Devin, uh, you listened to the uh, oral arguments in this case earlier this week. And now the opinion confirming essentially what you wrote about and others did as well, that the court, the conservative controlled court seemed very skeptical of this. And I just want to read you one line from the opinion by the court uh, saying that 
that imposing a vaccine mandate on 84 million Americans, which this uh, business mandate would have done, in response to a worldwide pandemic is simply not part of what this agency does. And speaking with the, speaking about the occupation. So, um, two things. And speaking with who? Uh, Health agency. Uh, So tell us about this uh, opinion and how it came down. Okay. Terry, it was a sick. So in short, uh, again, uh, the OSHA mandate was blocked. However, uh, for uh, healthcare uh, workers, it's still a mandate. Um, just because they feel as if you're working very close with uh, the public and the transmission rates can go up through the hospital the most. And so they felt as if that that made sense. And even Brett Kavanaugh, who we had had several discussions about, right, sided with the more liberal side on not uh, getting rid of that mandate. And then, of course, like Piper said, there are states like New York, California, who have heavy um, mandates, but mm-hmm. because again, that's on a state level, right? Mm-hmm. They felt as if the, from a federal level, that's for OSHA to try to impose that was to um, them, ex- you know, using too much power. Yeah. So uh, I think that's very interesting. I think is actually ironic, right? I think that they're in this situation. From my perspective, I've seen a lot of right wing uh, people and a lot of. Um, I don't want to say libertarians, but some a segment of libertarians kind of connecting on this uh, and feeling very mutual about the federal mandate. So it's always interesting to see where people like oppose, right, where they are, you know, on two different um, atmospheres when it comes to um, misogyny, when it comes to abortions, when it comes to race issues, when it comes to um, even COVID. Right. But to see some of these people who think so opposite kind of come together and think the same, it's just it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I don't know what you guys have to think about any of that. Well, what was just for what was the reason to bring this story just so I know for the first place? Uh, to talk about how the Supreme Court, uh, they they uh, they didn't approve the mandates, the federal mandates. Mm-hmm. And so. um what I guess what's interesting to me is they're going to continue trying to um, put n- mandates just because um, if you look in, in Europe, <clears throat> um, there's a lot of mandates like in Canada and in Europe. Um, I think right now the United States is a country where like a lot of countries don't won't let the uh, people from the United States in and um, where they where they are letting people in. Um, they're making them stay like um, I know, like for Canada, you have to stay. Um, it's pretty much two weeks. Like I know they reduce it here down to like was it five to ten days but like in canada you still like if you go to canada you're supposed to five days but i I know what you mean yeah but you you um you're supposed to like their mandate you have to check in and um so they have these like 
COVID hotels, basically. And they cost about, I think it's like 1500 bucks or 1400 bucks or whatever for your stay. And you're mandated to like go to those specific assigned COVID hotels and you if have to positive. stay there. No, no, no. If you go to the country. So like oh. just if just going to the country, like from U.S., and you, so you can't just book any regular like any hotel of your choosing basically you can but you have to check in like let's say like you book your hotel you're like oh i'm gonna stay at you know i don't know hilton or something and they will call you in your room like um i know of a couple who got a phone call <laughs> that was in their room and was like y'all gotta come check in and they were like damn we only come to canada for the weekend and they were like nah you gotta come do they had to pay you the 1500 dollars for the COVID hotel they had to go check into the the COVID hotel for the 14 days quor- quarantine for the 14 days and then once they're done then they can go do their vacation or, you know, whatever they want to do. And then so this is mandated by the U.S., though, in Canada. And then uh, or some agreement, you know, and then um, when you come back, you're supposed to quarantine when you come back as well for the 14 days. You know what I mean? So different countries, you know, Denmark has mandates like, you know, I know in um europe (laughs) france uk people are just breaking out and fighting each other over it um so it's not even just like that you know the u.s uh is trying to do this it's like pretty global where like across the world you know different um countries are trying to do you know like uh you know, countrywide, you know, mandates. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, before they were saying that vaccinated meant um, like having the two shots, but now being vaccinated means also your booster. And it it means that in New York City for sure. So I saw the New York City has... um, where like I got an email because I'm enrolled at New York University um and in New York basically like you can't be a visitor or go into any of the buildings or be a student whether you go to NYU like campus the one like in New York City or if you go to any of their affiliate campuses like in any of the other countries or anywhere else and you you must um show your vaccination papers to enter the building and vaccinated means that you've had also the booster so boot so fully vaccinated is three shots it includes the two plus the booster and um you have to like you know, if you don't have your booster, you have to show that you didn't qualify. Have you guys seen that the EU warned that um, a booster shot could weaken your immune system or like uh, Mm -hmm. exhaust it, compromise it? Oh, yeah. So I don't, it's crazy that they're still pushing for that. And yeah, New York City's on that like full full stop. I just got an email. Have you seen New York City's new mayor? 
Yes. Nuts. Did you see Nuts. SNL mock him? No. F- uh, no. What did oh, they mock him about? Oh, my God, man. It's- wait, wait, wait. Are you changing the subject? Or no. Are you- okay. I'm not because in a way I am. But he's so funny because uh, he wore uh, like a... Um, um, a hoodie yeah and he was talking about low skill workers did you guys okay see but that? that's a different subject you just switched the subject Brittany I didn't <laughs> the subject. It's, it's still the same topic is it yeah sort of I mean I, I don't know. <sighs> wait go ahead Brittany what's the diff- what's the same topic the mayor he's just crazy I don't know I I'm glad I don't live there that's all <laughs> no, but what happened? Brittany just Brittany just quit the show. We just lost our tech person. Brittany just quit the show. What happened, Brittany? Um, but yeah, he just uh wore this hoodie and he was saying that um low skilled workers like the people that work in Starbucks, um, the people that like work in Target or people that aren't medical workers. I don't really exactly know exactly what he meant when he said that, but it was insulting either way. Yeah, but that's a y'all miss that it's a different subject matter. <laughs> that's a different topic. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but he did um he did say that he pissed a lot of people off when he was saying like the low skilled worker thing. Um he uh I haven't seen have you guys seen an apology from him? Let me go on here because I haven't seen where he apologized. For saying that, because I was looking for him. Let me see if the New York City's uh, mayor, um, New York City mayor, did he apologize? I'm just looking this up about low skill worker. But how? Tell me how that was related to what we were talking about, though, because that that's where y'all lost me. Because on the, it was on the topic of COVID, high, or what was the term that was coined last year? Essential workers, mm-hmm. or in two thousand twenty, mm-hmm. in reference to COVID. So. Oh, I because I, I thought we were talking about mandates. We were talking about New York. Oh, I see. So y'all, okay. Because uh, I was still talking about mandates, even though I mentioned New York, but I was still talking about it in the context of mandates. So let's see, low skilled worker. Did he apologize? Um, uh, well, it says that he reacts to the criticisms. I see here. Oh, this is Biba. Shouts out to Biba Adams um, from Detroit. She wrote something in the Grio. And she said the New York mayor Adams reacts to criticisms over comments about low skill workers and their academic background. Uh, so he had a press conference, but he called for the banks to up their current timelines to return to in-office work. Currently the staffers at JP Morgan and Citigroup are starting to work remotely due to the rising number of coronavirus cases. Let me see. Uh, he says, my low skilled workers, cooks, dishwashers, messengers, shoeshine people, those that work in Dunkin' Donuts, they don't have the academic skills to sit in the corner office. They need this. But um, I don't think he apologized. I'm looking for like. I think he just tried to make an excuse for what he said. But he, he didn't say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking for like. 
Yeah, I don't see where he, I don't see anything he said about an apology. <clears throat> okay, then it says he went on CBS this morning and he addressed the criticism against him. And he said he wanted to clarify. He said the dishwashers, the workers in New York to whom he was referring cannot work remotely. He said the goal is we need to open the city so that low wage employees are able to survive. Um, he said that he too worked in a restaurant and if people hadn't come in, he would not have been able to do his job. He said, so people are going to try to take everything I say and distort it. And he said, but I'm focused, I'm disciplined and I'm grinding to bring my city back. So that's pretty much all you got right there. But yeah, he doubled down on, uh, <laughs> he doubled down. He didn't, he didn't apologize. So Yeah. Men, what's your misogyny rating for that? Huh. Yeah, that would be, that is an ego, isn't it? Yeah. Just to not just be like, ah, oh, man, yeah, that that wasn't cool what I said, and I apologize. How hard would that have been? That would have been, that would have been terrible, huh? I don't know. I guess he couldn't. I don't know, y'all. We might have to end the show because we lost Brittany. So, um. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but I guess we'll have to come back next week. So we'll we'll have to tune out and we'll have to see you guys next week. So, all right. Peace, y'all. See you next week. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience.